Hello and welcome to Season of the Witch with Rowan Oak in the show where we spill the tea on the occult and read the leaves to filth. I'm your host Rowan and in this week's episode we're talking all about fun, more specifically enforced fun. And I'm going to be doing this by exploring the concept of enforced fun in various social situations, especially and specifically during the holiday season. I'll be discussing how to distinguish between enforced fun and just a genuine enjoyment. And I'm going to be offering up some strategies for things like setting boundaries, relieving some anxiety, and suggesting some practical techniques like protection magic, grounding, cleansing, and using crystals or talismans during these events. I'm going to be providing some assertiveness tips for handling unwanted advice, opinions, physical contact, and some disrespectful comments. And also recommending some ways to get yourself ready before and to recover after an enforced fun event, including things like grounding, cleansing, and a little bit of shadow work. But before we do that, we do have an episode dedication this week. Uh, (laughs) I've actually figured out how to read reviews from other countries, and it's quite revelatory. It's really quite exciting. Um, This one (laughs) is from a long time ago, um, but I'm obviously hooked by this. This one's from Canada, um, from a podcast, uh, from a podcaster as well, fellow podcaster, Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. This was written back in 2021. Um, and it says hilarious and relevant I laughed I learned I laughed some more bringing much appreciated humor and depth I so enjoy listening to Rowan's podcast now I'm sure highly sensitive soul podcast you probably aren't listening to the show anymore Um, and no one from Canada has reviewed the show in all that time so come on Canada give us a review over on Apple Podcasts. that seems to be the only way that I can seem to access written reviews at the moment it just takes a small little moment just to go and leave a review if you haven't done so already um i really appreciate i I appreciate the validation everyone likes the validation um but more than anything it's the thing that drives the show's um ability to reach wider audiences both giving a rating and also a written review so i would really appreciate if you can do so and it's really corny having to um ask for these things everyone everyone has to do it on these kinds of shows but it's more so important where this doesn't have a patreon um there's this completely unmonetized so if you can and you would like to show some love for the show please do so by going and leaving a review over on apple podcast i'd really appreciate that now enforced fun what do i mean by enforced fun Um, do you know it was a word that was used to me by uh, one of my friends recently who just dropped the word into casual conversation and I have run with it I love it I think it's fantastic Um, enforced fun fits into the categories of you know things like birthday parties gatherings Christmases New Year's parties work dues office parties those sorts of things Um, the point of them is to not just congregate and to talk shit but it's to congregate talk shit and be happy whilst you do it all you've got a hug you've got a smile 
might have to do weird kisses on the cheek. Uh, laugh, be merry and bright. You know, all those kind of usual holiday things. Um, and it doesn't always just come at the holidays. Now, this episode, I realise, is going to it's gonna be for a real niche audience. Um, but I really struggle with enforced fun so much. And I know it will probably make me sound like a real Scrooge in this episode, but it's the thing that I hate the most about the holiday season. I hate enforced fun. Now, if this episode is not your bag, I totally get that. Um, But judging from my listenership, I think some of us are going to really like this one. So first, let's get into how you begin to recognize enforced fun, um, whether it's just actual fun. Um, So the most obvious one is, do you actually want to go? Do you want to be at this thing? And I I think we need to normalize not wanting to be places. Like, seriously normalize this one. Why are we forcing ourselves to do so many things that we actually don't want to do? Why can't we advocate for ourselves in a way that means we, we don't go into situations that make us feel so uncomfortable? I was talking to, the, uh, to my sister about this one quite recently, um, particularly around boundary setting. And she's quite recently been very firm on boundary setting, which I think is amazing. And just by saying things like, I'm sorry, but I just don't think I've got the mental capacity for that one right now. And I absolutely love that. I think that's, that's amazing. And I think more of us in the world need to set those kinds of boundaries and the expectations that... We're not always ready to be able to do those sorts of things. And we might be at some point, but really, I'm, I'm burnt out right now and I can't do that. A bit harder during the, the holiday season. So that which brings to the next one, actually, is um, enforced fun is it's not voluntary. It's kind of compulsory. You're, there's a bit of pressure, whether there's a social stigma to attend a certain event could be a work pressure, um, work parties where actually it's just expected that you go. Uh, you don't really have an option to duck out. Um, it might be that you are in a, a family situation where actually it would be highly inappropriate for you to do so. Um, the other one might be, is it planned um, or is it um, spontaneous? You know, is it something that's been in the diary for weeks, even months in advance? That's, that's likely enforced fun. Is it uncomfortable? Is there small talk? People sat around asking the same questions about your holiday, which I bet. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, are there people that you don't really like there? Family members as well that you don't really get along with? And maybe obvious. Um, does it actually bring you joy? And if the answer is no, you are definitely experiencing some enforced fun. So we've defined enforced fun in this one, and I would hope to think many of us have experienced some kind of enforced fun in our lives before, like the office party in particular, or team building activity, like oh, the team building activities and work scenarios, things like icebreakers. <sighs> why do we still do icebreakers? I think it's one of those things where it's widely acknowledged that icebreakers are hideous. No one likes them. No one wants them. No one comes away from an icebreaker and goes, I'm glad I did that. Can we can we all stop inflicting icebreakers on people? <laughs> and networking. Networking is another one I just can't bring myself to do. And I know from many job roles, it's 
incredibly necessary, but I can't network. No. So this this is an episode for the Scrooges out here. <laughs> um, for those people who find the Yule season real anxiety inducing, palm sweatingly gross. So you know, I want to talk about that setting those boundaries, relieving some anxieties, how we advocate for ourselves over this period of time in a way that is safe and doesn't impact our loved ones negatively. <clears throat> and as far back, as far back as I can remember, I've always really disliked and forced fun. And I'm aware that some of this is a trauma response and I'm much better at being able to understand where that comes from as an adult. I used to find it would it would send me into a real state of disequilibrium when my family would have parties. My mum would blank face shut down for months at a time when she was having, um, let's call them introspective moments, for lack of a better word. I know that if I come up with a, another word, it probably would end up being quite an insens- insensitive mental health word. So let's go for introspective. And then to see her be nice, calm, energetic, kind, and loving to what oftentimes were strangers in my home felt uncomfortable. It meant I didn't trust the love or the fun. And it gave a sting to the otherwise excitement of the party or the celebration. It gave me a sense of jealousy as well, as it, you know, kids are jealous as jealous little things. <laughs> You know, why could she cuddle my nieces or nephews and give them such big kisses, but not me? And I should probably contextualize that one a little. I was I was actually born an uncle. Um, so my nephew, I've got a nephew that's older than me. Um, there's a 20 year age gap between me and my eldest sibling. So I grew up similar in age to many of my nieces and nephews, actually. And I'm aware that my experiences of enforced fun do come from that difficult place. The fact that my... My mum's body gave up. She died on the winter solstice um, in 2009. Um, also sealed the deal a little for me on the fact that Yuletide gatherings were maybe not all they were cracked up to be. And I should add at this point that we were a family that observed Christmas. We had a nativity set. Christianity was alive and kicking in our homes. And this particular time is so heavily attached to nostalgia and memories for some. And that isn't always a wonderful thing. It's not always a wonderful life. (laughs) And I have a lot of really awful Christmas memories. And the smells, the sights and the sounds are provocations. And that's me trying to... um, me trying to avoid the word trigger so much. <laughs> They're a kindling, a kindling to a fire of something that I try not to light, and they can spark off a real feeling of upset in me. Um, and then throw an enforced gathering with everyone smiling, and I feel a deep sense of sadness. And all of a sudden, I am back to being the asshole kid on Christmas Day who was confused as to why their mum was smiling again after she hadn't done so for months. And do you know what I think I need to do? I need to do a whole series, um, a series special, just on healing the inner child. I think we all need a little bit of healing of that inner child in us. So as a grown-ass adult, how do we begin to navigate enforced fun in a way that is protective of ourselves and also respectful of others? I think the first one is literally 
protect yourself. So protection magic. Um, and that can come in endless forms. Um, I also feel like it sits quite nicely with boundary magic, which I feel like I've mentioned on the podcast before. It can be simple things, crystals, stones uh, that you wear to attend these events, things to absorb both your negativity, the negativity of others. So thinking of black tourmaline, obsidian, dark crystals that have the ability to absorb. It could be instead thinking about shielding as a visualization perhaps you um maybe you're sat with someone who's awfully homophobic and you want to just put up a wall just to let some of it wash off you and that's not to say you aren't going to advocate for yourself but you're going to protect yourself so there's no damage think about visualizing a shield a physical shield you can hold up or something um Something more encompassing, such as a light or a bubble that can block some of the negative energy off, um, like a circle around you. That's something that I think is more common practice to me when I'm thinking about ritualistic circles that I'm creating. I will physically create a bubble around my working space so nothing can get in. I might, um, it's not something that I, I do or use. I might be thinking of tal- talismans for protection. I don't wear any I don't regularly wear any um, protective talismans. Uh, the obvious one that comes to my mind is the uh, Nazara amulet. That's the kind of like blue eye thing often found in places like the Mediterranean, the Middle East and the Balkans. Um, and I know that comes from more like the evil glare of envy. But this might be something that gives you that feeling of another protection. Um, a, a, a protection of of something watching over you, um, like, as in the evil eye watching, I'm getting my words all muddled. It's like having th- that that protective boundary by having something look out for you. I think that's what I wanted to say. Cracky Bobs couldn't get there with that one. Uh, you could also be thinking about affirmations and mantras, something really super, super simple um, that you say in your head. You could write it down. You could um, record it and play it back to yourself before you go somewhere. I think it's something as simple as like, I, I respect and I honor my feelings. And so be respectful that you feel this way and that's okay. Um, I, I choose within this to remain centered and calm in my own protection. I'm in control of my emotions, the way that I choose to respond to them and to my surroundings. I'm going to respect my boundaries. I will embrace this experience with an open mind. I'm grounded. I feel peaceful. I feel protected in my own energy. And I accept what I cannot change. And I'm going to find joy in some small moments. Super simple. Feel free to steal that. Write that down. It's yours now. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy Yuletide. It is a gift to you all. So... Uh, the words kind of make me sick. <laughs> Find joy. Ooh. I don't know why. There's just something that's just like joy to the world. It's just, um, God, I am Scrooge. I am Scrooge. And that's okay. Because Scrooge was played by Mil- Bill Mil Murray. He was played by Mill Murray. There you go. Bill Murray in a film. And we love Bill Murray. So maybe it's not so much of a bad thing. I love that film. That is one of my favourite festive films, I think, of all times, mostly because 
of the song at the end. There's a love in your heart. That one. I'm not going to sing it. This is, this is not where we sing right now. But that one, I couldn't even think of the words. Clearly, it's not my favorite song. It's not my favorite song, actually. Darlene Love, I think, is is the festive superhero of all time. But I do love that song. And it makes me cry. Normally because I watch it when I'm really tired. Um, and I'm like, everyone's so happy. And they're genuinely happy. I think I've got some serious deep-seated problems here. <laughs> joy! We were talking about joy! Um, I'm thinking about gratitude. Um, and I, I really struggle with gratitude work. I really do. Um, oh, God, I am really screwed. Um, find some joy in a space of retreat. There we go. Um, in a space of retreat, um, a space of intrigue, a space of interest. You know, at, at these gatherings, I like to try and find something I can go and busy myself with. Um or sometimes that can be something like just choosing to wash up. I know that I've just talked about gratitude, work and joy, um, like a solitary meditative act. No one's going to be annoyed that you have chosen to go and wash plates up. It gets me out of conversations and it means I have time for myself to look out of the window and to recharge a little. Nice. The joy could be in simple things like colours, um, or stones that I bring with me, bringing that light into myself, love and light, um, wearing something bright to lift my mood. Um, and if it's at all possible, uh, get yourself in that sunlight, get yourself outside in that sunshine. And I know that it's super hard to do in the Northern Hemisphere at this time of year, especially if you are in England. We are so vitamin D deficient in the UK. Um, so if you ever see that sunshine, get out, you big, fat, dirty lizard, <laughs> and charge yourself up. Um, if you can do that before and during the event of Unforced Fun, even better. And now this this might not sound too witchy, but it helps me a lot. You know, I, I think of myself, no, no, I think it is, I think it is quite witchy, but it might not sound it, but it is, it's super witchy. I think of myself as like a big solar panel, um, a big solar battery being charged up by the sun's rays. I then use this energy for different things I need throughout. I might even uh, visualize the tapping into that energy, that store that I need throughout that event. And when I go, oh, I can, I can see, I can visualize that my battery is running low. Off I go, recharge myself up, back out I go, ready to not be an asshole. <laughs> The other one, set some boundaries. Um, we're kind of coming full circle a little bit on this one. Set some boundaries. Um, it sounds like an obvious one. Um, we've mentioned, I think I've mentioned boundary setting a million times on this podcast. Physical boundaries, use of things like Hawthorne is one that I've always used as boundary setting. A little bit more tricky when you're out on an event. Um, you could think about taking the whores with you. <laughs> oh, I'm so childish. H-A-W-S. Uh, the years that we've been doing this podcast and I'm still laughing at the word whores. Stupid. You could t take that. There, there, if you, the, that was me trying to speak. If you're, if you're looking at getting whores at this time, <laughs> just go on the street corner. I had to. Um, if you're looking to try and obtain whores at this time of year, um, they're all going to be really... Um, discolored. 
and shrivel. <laughs> oh. Um, because it, it's not the season. It's not season of the whore. Um, you're going to be able to find the spikes from the hawthorn, um, but you don't want to put them in your pocket. Um, you could. They're gonna. They're gonna spike you. Um, so just bear that in mind. You know, the energy is not going to be in the in the halls at this time of year because um, it's all going into the roots of the plant to recharge, ready up for the uh, the, the summer. Gosh, I really derailed myself there. Um, <laughs> um, but boundaries could be something as simple as uh, something as non-witchy as you know, saying something like, yep, I'm going to come, um, but I'm going to come f- between um, 10 and 1 and I'm going to be off. Yeah, I'm going to come. Um, I've got to have a walk in the middle of the day. I'm going to have a walk at 12. I need to get my steps in. Is that, is that going to be an issue? You know, that you're scheduling in your boundaries. This is a super new one for me, is finding time for myself at a gathering, particularly a gathering that takes a really long period of time where it is a whole day gathering. I will always make sure there is a moment for me to go for a walk or to step outside. Having a Fitbit or a whatever watch that you have that tracks your steps is has been a godsend for me. Just being able to go, oh, not going to make my steps today. Off I go. Gonna go recharge myself because my big sexy solar panel. (laughs) Choose your interactions carefully. If there are people you know are gonna piss you off, limit as much contact time with them as possible. Create a physical barrier from them. Step back slightly, angle your body away, cross your arms. You know, these sorts of things create signals to others that you need. I'm actually physically crossing my arms right now. Isn't that ridiculous? Like you can see me. Um, But these things create signals to others that you need your space from them. The other thing, think about intention setting, going back to witchy things again. Set clear intentions as to what you intend to get from the enforced fun gathering and what you don't want to get from it. So stay grounded in this intention throughout. You may may write it on a piece of paper on your phone if it's something in that event that's not aligning with that intention. Step outside for a wee moment. Tell yourself... Um, tell other people, you know, you've, you've got the shits, you've got that. No one is questioning in the holiday period. If you, if you've got to run off to the toilet, you know, we're, we're eating a lot of rubbish. No one's questioning that. Stay in there. Listen to a song. Read out your intention for the day. Return back. Rub your belly. Let everyone know that you might be leaving early. Ooh, you know, as, <laughs> as someone with IBS, I can tell you the excuse of ha- having a chronic abdominal pain it saved me from many a situation there you go season of the witch advice have ibs assert yourself uh, go back to last week's episode on attentive mindfulness give yourself a moment to to ground yourself and be assertive if someone oversteps your boundaries express your needs and your limits you don't need to be confrontational with this at all. In fact, I saw I saw a really good TikTok, I think it was just yesterday, of someone doing exactly this. And it brought me so much joy. Uh, the person, uh, they were mid-interview. I don't even think they'd started the interview. They're asked a question and this uh, the interviewee pauses to answer. And then instead of answering, they actually say, um, oh, uh, actually, sorry, I've... 
I've just decided I, I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. Thank you. Thank you. And then they go to walk off. Do you know what the best part is actually? They go to walk off and they, they say, I think my blood sugar might just be a little bit low. <laughs> Which I think I'm going to use for everything right now. Like when, when there's a conversation, oh, I'm really sorry. I think my blood sugar is a bit low. And then just walk off. Isn't that chef's kiss fabulous? But I love that just really comfortable, quiet confidence of boundary setting. Don't feel comfortable doing this anymore changed my mind i have done um something very similar no this is very different um i've probably even done it on the podcast i've been in conversations and where i'm having an opinion on something and i've really done a pivot and just gone oh no i disagree with myself actually i um i don't agree and i think we can do that in social situations i think oh um i'm really sorry but uh I've just decided that um, I need to go. <laughs> Why can't we normalise that a bit more? I had a friend in universe, a friend, an acquaintance. That makes it sound like I hate them. I don't hate them. Um, an acquaintance that I knew in university. Um, it was the first person I ever did mushrooms with. Um, and, uh, I should have cut that out of the podcast. Um, and they sometimes... They, they really struggled ending conversations, really, they really struggled ending conversations. And what they would do, oftentimes they go, okay, I think this conversation's finished now. Um, I'm going to go. And I loved it. Um, sometimes, and I'm, I, I'm getting the feeling, I'm getting the sense now as an adult, I think they were autistic. Okay. Um, you know, they would say things like, okay, um, I'm, I'm bored now. Um, um, I'm, I'm feeling a bit bored and I'm going to go and I'm going to go do something different now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I would cackle. I'd be like, I love you. You're amazing. You're fantastic. And they would just say thank you and leave. They were autistic, weren't they? Okay. Well, it makes sense now. Um, but can't we just learn something so wonderful from all the wonderful autistic people in our lives? My son's autistic and he will just say exactly what's on his mind. And I freaking love it. I think we can learn some more about that as a society. And so, you know, what I have done for you all, for my lovely witchy people, I've put together a bit of a list of some things that we can say when we're looking to be assertive, but we don't want to be complete a-holes. Um, one of these is um, personal space. We've talked about this a few times. You know, just being able to say something like, oh, I'm going to go uh, step out, grab some air for 30 minutes. You can add something on that. Do you do you need anything or do you want anything whilst I'm out? Is now a good time? Um, because I, I'd, I'd quite like to go now if that's possible. Um, oh, I've got to go grab my steps. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gone about 30, 40 minutes. Um, I I'm, am I going to miss anything? Yeah, but you, you've asserted yourself. You've told them how long you're going to be, maybe even where you're going to go. You might even offer something. Do you want me to grab anything while I'm gone? Unwanted advice or opinions. I'm quite lucky to rarely be in this space, but I know a lot of our listeners, you are in these spaces. You go back home to some very conservative homes. Um, one that I have used in the past. Oh, that's really interesting to hear another perspective. And you know what? I'm still happy with my decision. I'm still happy with my approach. Thank you. You've acknowledged there's something different there. 
I'm not going to change my opinion on that one, actually, though, because you politely disagree. You don't need to get yourself into that argument unless you really want to, unless you're passionate to. And I've got, I think I've got something later, actually, around disrespectful comments. Declining physical contact. I am not a hugger. Um, my family were never huggers, um, really, at all. And I do find it quite weird when it's someone I don't know well enough. My go-to. And I use it too much. And I shouldn't. Because um, I need to use it sparingly. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not feeling too well at the moment. I don't want you to catch it. Oh, mm, beautiful. Delicious. The best. Um, around uh, COVID time, I, I did use... Oh, I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm not comfortable with physical contact at the moment. Can we just stick to a, a wave? That was, and do you know what? I had a few people actually say to me, oh, yeah, of course, oh, I really respect that. And they liked it. Um, but I've not brought it into my kind of everyday practice of just being a human. And I quite, um, I might, I might bring it back. Because physical contact is an energy exchange. And I don't always want to be having that energy exchange with everyone. I don't, you know, ugh. Um, what about limiting information sharing? You know, someone asks you a question and it's personal. Um, you could say something along the lines of, I, I really understand that um, this is really important to you. This, this feels really important to you right now, but I'd, I'd really rather talk about something else. How about, and then change the subject to something that you would rather talk about. My last one. Um, yep. I mentioned um, I had uh, disrespectful comments, hurtful comments. Um, you can say something along the lines of, I respect your right to an opinion and I do expect the same respect in return. There we go. Um, and if you have the energy for it, this, is, this has been my favourite. Um, but this will lead to um, them having to elaborate. So... You've got to be ready for it to be reciprocated. Um, oh, that's interesting that you said that. Can you explain why you think it's appropriate to say something so hurtful? You're calling them out on that. Um, you're asking them to, to, to own the hurtful comment. Um, but be prepared for an answer on that one. Now, the next lineup is some things that you can do before and after the event. And the first one, I th I've mentioned it recently, actually, I mentioned in this podcast is grounding and get your feet on the grass, feel a connection, physically ground yourself to the earth energy and allow that to flow back through you. This is something you can tune back into during and after the event. And I'm a huge, huge, huge fan and advocate of grounding and earthing practices. It's got a wonderful scientific backing. Uh, the concept of the human body being naturally conductive and able to make a direct connection with the earth for you to become an extension of the earth's own electrical field. Freaking love it. Now, I say it's got scientific backing, and maybe I should do an episode on this one, actually. Let me know if you would like it at some point. Um, uh, it's got a scientific backing. However, it doesn't have a medical backing in terms of its a robust medical backing, should I say, in terms of the reports on its reduce of pain and inflammation, anxiety, depression, those good things. It does have a big wealth of reports, but in terms of controlled studies, 
not lots. Um, last time I researched, there might be new things. There might be new things. So um, don't discount that one. But I, I, from a person who loves grounding, unearthing practices, both are the same thing. I believe both are the same thing. Uh, cleansing. Uh, so this could come in the form of smoke and water, um, mostly for me. Those are, those are the two ways that I'm doing cleansing practices. Of course, like sound cleansing, other cleansing. Why can't my brain think of other cleansing? Um, I'm not a big ritual bather. Um, I do bathe. Um, you can do ritual baths. Uh, you could think of uh, doing something like a, a ritual bath before the event. Um, and use things like uh, chamomile, lavender, rosemary for clarity and purification. Um, similar also, uh, you can think about mint in there in terms of um, cleansing, but particularly like stimulating your mind in preparedness. Uh, things like lemon balm, verbena are also really nice as kind of calming and healing herbs for before the event. Um, afterwards, you might want to be thinking of clearing, uh, ridding, um, exercising. <laughs> Everything is for exercising, as in like exorcising. Uh, so think things like sage, rosemary, they're both fabulous, basil and juniper, Besides the basil and the juniper right now, I think um, you're starting to smell a little bit like turkey stuffing. <laughs> Throw in some sage, throwing some, uh, some thyme, uh, some onion, some garlic into your bath, a bit of salt, and you will come out smelling like a wonderful festive treat. <laughs> um, salt! Salt, although not a herb, is a really fantastic one for, for cleansing, um, especially Epsom salts, another really good scientifically backed one in terms of witchy things. And all of those things um, could be used in both smoke and oil cleanses too. And I, I've got into the habit now of actually when I've been in spaces where I've been a little uncomfortable or actually, especially if it's in my own home, that's the squeakiest chair ever, by the way. Sorry, that was that noise. I um, I will cleanse my doorway uh, when I get in so that I'm sealing off the negativity and preventing it from entering my home. Um, and I will exit it out the house, seal it off, all done now, protected, cleansed and feeling freaking fabulous. Now, the final one to mention, and I've really left this until last, is to think about shadow work. Now, sometimes the event is actually supposed to be fun. And unfortunately, unfortunately, you are the problem. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm kind of saying that to myself there. I know I self-sabotage many an actual fun event because I do find them quite fear-inducing and spot yourself doing this. And do you know what? What do you think about an episode on self-sabotage? I think that would be a really good one. I'd really enjoy doing that episode. And something I've been trying recently, and if you're interested in feedback on this one, um, what, no, what do I mean? If you're interested, if you're interested, feedback on this one. Why did I say that like a robot might? I am definitely a lizard person. Um, if you're interested in this, please give me feedback. Um, you can do that online at SOTW with Rowan or send me an email over at Season of the Witch Podcast at gmail.com. I can't do social things. I'm clearly, you'd think I'd be used to this after, I think it's like three years now. Um, two years um 
is is guiding myself back to situations where I really struggled at events. So we're talking like about some kind of shadow work here, a guided meditation that I do for myself, guided meditation. Um, and this was this has been inspired very recently by what I mentioned on last week's podcast. Um, so this is so super new for me. I um, I've been trying to visualize going back to those parties and sitting with myself and accompanying myself um holding my hand um taking myself around those events and helping myself socialize within them showing them that it's okay i'm there and i'm going to be there with them the whole time and then at the end of the event um or, or actually even midway i've tried this midway through the event um bringing myself into myself which sounds it sounds very like Silent Hill. If you've ever watched Silent Hill, at the end of Silent Hill, she like absorbs like this entity into her body. Very specific reference there. And then I'll go to the party as an adult, as the adult child me, and I'll reconcile some of those interactions as an adult who is able to appropriately say the things I want to, who is able to appropriately self-advocate, um, who is able to have fun. Um, the fun that they need to, the fun that they want to. Again, that's super duper new for me. Um, no progress reports just yet on that one. Um, but do let me know if you want to hear any more of that or if you want an update on that over um, on Instagram or over on my email. I'm also I'm also on Facebook. I'm, I'm just really bad at checking that one. And I think Facebook's the same at SOTW with Rowan. There's nothing else after that. <laughs> Do look after yourself over this festive period. I think it's incredibly difficult for many more people than I think people seem to think. I think just because people do have families, they do have people to go to, they do have spaces to be, they think that that is okay and, and they're not the people that we need to look out for. But we need to look out for everybody. I think there's such a difficult time for so many people, especially those who had challenging and tumultuous upbringings. The idea of enforced fun, bringing people together, an expectation that we all have to unquestionably feel joy at a particular time of year is incredibly challenging and I am here for all of you send me your stories I do I try so hard to listen to all of them and I'm getting into the habit now of giving voice responses back when I can of course it takes me a bit longer than someone who would be doing this as part of their job this is not my job um I do it because I just love it now I know if you were listening to last week's episode, you will have been expecting a big helping of cock, um, Cold of Candor, and it is recorded. The episode is recorded. It was one letter that I've read out, but I thought I would hop this one up as soon as I could for those that I really felt needed it at this time of year. So that one will be coming uh, very soon. Um, I do wish you all a wonderful time over this festive period. Do get in touch with me. Um, Remember to leave a review if you haven't done so already. That would be a wonderful Yuletide present. I would really much appreciate that. And I hope you get all the wonderful witchy gifts that you could ever hope for. That might not be physical, actual gifts wrapped up in a bow. It could be the moment's peace of calm to rest and to look out of a lovely wintry window. Although if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you can piss off because it's lovely and sunny and warm and we don't like you right now. <laughs>
<laughs> but you can say the same to us when it's the winter and we're enjoying the summer, although in England we don't really get a summer. So, um, <laughs> wishing you all the best. Don't forget to stay. Oh, no, that's not my outro. <laughs> I think I've fudged my outro twice now. Oh, you've been listening to Season of the Witch with Roanoke, and that's me, by the way. Um, don't forget to stay witchy, bitchy, sassy, and classy. Merry Yuletide-mas, and a happy 